You're listening to The G-Factor with Lauren and Tony, a weekly microcast offering a variety of unique ways to market your business or organization. Now, without further ado, here are the hosts of G-Factor, Lauren Doherty and Tony Van. Well, I don't know about you, Lauren, but I think this is about the first day or the first weekend that I did not step outside at 6 a.m. and feel like I was immediately sweating. So I'm really happy for the new fall weather that we're starting to experience here. Yeah, maybe we should say like pre-fall since there are still some definite 90s out there. But yes, it's getting much more tolerable, I would say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think that's probably right. We I played in a golf tournament on Saturday and I'll tell you what, uh, I was sweating uh, yeah. big time. So it's still, it is still warm, but it is nice to at least have that little bit of crisp flow. Especially, yeah, the morning and the evenings have been superb. Yeah. It's nice. It's nice. So it's, well, and it makes me think about being outdoors and specifically, um, I think this week we're going to talk a little bit about ad- advertising, which outdoor advertising is one of those components, correct? Absolutely. So basically we get questioned a lot with is advertising worth it? Should I be paying for XYZ? Should I do this? Should I do that? So we just wanted to take some time and just kind of offer our opinion on some of these strategies um, and what we think. So I mean, if you want to talk about outdoor first, I think that's a good place to start. That's a pretty um, good question that I get still a lot. So let's talk about that. Yeah, let's. uh, Sure. I'm happy to talk about that. And I think we maybe can just kind of, you know, dive right into a lot of things. So yeah, I mean, advertising is, uh, there are several components to that. So like you mentioned, outdoor advertising or billboards, uh, whether that is kind of old school printed boards or kind of the digital boards that are out there, uh, there are still a lot of opportunities for outdoor advertising. Um, I think that, you know, there are a lot of times it, it works and a lot of times people do outdoor advertising just to see their own ad or to see their own kids mm-hmm. or whatever that looks like. So um, I, without kind of giving the end away, I think before we get too deep, my general opinion is the through line goes back to everything we always talk about, which is content is key specifically for the audience you're trying to reach. So mm-hmm. You know, a billboard works sometimes, outdoor works sometimes, and some sometimes it doesn't. So, right. I think a lot of these depend on what type of business you have, what your goals are, but also being able to decide if it was um, profitable or if the strategy worked and being able to track that strategy somehow. So, if you do partake in outdoor advertising, you know, find a way to make that trackable and see if people are, you know, visiting a website or they saw a special value on the board and then they come in and ask about it. Just make sure there's a component there to track, not just X number of people saw this board. I mean, the exposure is great, but what's the ROI? So, and you can do that with a lot of different tactics, not just the outdoor, but also with the outdoor, one thing I just wanted to add is, you know, a lot of people also ask, like, should I do digital versus print? And really, again, this depends on what your content is and where the placement is, you know, in some more rural areas or, you know, outside of the metro, digital may not be um, an option, especially like a highway board. 
it might be printed, but there are a lot of ways to kind of work that deal. And then as well as, you know, if you're thinking about maybe a shorter run, digital might be the way to go. But if you plan or you want to own that board for like a long time, then do the printed. You know, it just, it really depends on what your message and your goals are, but um, just with that in particular. Absolutely. Absolutely. Your (laughs) turn. (laughs) (laughs) So the other type of advertising questions that I get, I'm going to just go to the social side real quick. Um, you know, there's a lot of different tactics out there when you're talking about social media advertising and different types of campaigns. You know, there's boosted posts, which is actually adding money to push out um, messages that you that started out organically, like on your Facebook or Instagram. So if a post is already performing well, that might be something you'd want to consider boosting. And then there's an ad, which is you go in and you set up an ad that has its own creative and its own message, and it's separate from your organic content. Now, the two might be similar, but it's two different strategies. And you can basically pick out the audience that you would like, you know, the budget, set all those things up. Um, And to me, yes, it's worth it. At this point, um, if you would like to be successful with your social media strategy, I think that you should definitely be dedicating some of your budget, whether if you want to say it's monthly, weekly, however you'd like to divide that up, but you should be budgeting to include social in your advertising strategy. Um, And again, it might be on LinkedIn, it might be on Facebook for you, it might be on Instagram, but think through who your audience is, what your message is, what what you want them to do, what that action is, because there are some actions that Instagram is just not fitting for versus, you know, maybe Facebook or LinkedIn, or you might be on Twitter, you might be doing Snapchat. I mean, there's so many different options, but just because someone's doing Facebook doesn't mean it's right for you. Or if someone's doing TikTok, it doesn't mean it's right for you. Um, You really need to decide where your audience is and what your message is first. Yeah. I mean, I think that's, once again, going back to content and audience, you need to, you need to do that. I also think um, something you didn't add, but uh, please correct me if I'm wrong, advertising on something like social, whether it's boosted or, you know, an ad itself also helps you grow your following or your followership or whatever. And so it really, that is twofold uh, on a social side because you're obviously getting your message out or getting your brand out, but you're also building that you kind of it's really not organic but you're building that following so that when you do post something organic it's uh easier or more uh, exposed to see i guess right because there's no sense also kind of goes back to there's no sense in you know spending a ton of time on your social media content for no one to see it and that's unfortunately you know it's much more difficult to get eyeballs on your social content now than it was 10 12 years ago um So definitely, you know, on Facebook, just for instance, you can actually boost your page where it's just trying to get likes, or you can decide that you want to push people to your website. And there's different types of ads to do that and different strategies. So that might be part of your strategy too. If you would like to grow your following, then maybe you need to boost your page, you know, and that's a good way to do that. So as well as, you know, then some organic things mixed in there, but I definitely am a proponent of allocating at least some funds to that as long as you're tracking that success. Yeah. Yeah. And that's really, that's kind of the third piece. I mean, you're talking about content and the audience itself and, and uh, from a marketing aspect, I think that tracking is, is huge because if you, you're just throwing it away, putting it in a phone book and you don't know or whatever, then that's, that's not a win. I mean, that's just not a win. So. Right. The other question, I feel like this isn't like a specific um, tactic, but the other question that I get is, you know, well, we only have X for our budget. 
And how do we spend that wisely? And, you know, again, this is different for everyone, but take that budget. You may only have 50 or a hundred dollars, or, you know, you may not have $10,000 to spend on social media advertising every month. And that's okay too. Um, but if you have 50 or a hundred dollars, then social is probably a good avenue because you really can't just spend that amount of money anywhere else. There's some kind of cheaper digital boards. There might be an ad here and there, print that you could do, you know, but there are still ways to spend a small budget wisely and still enter that market and help, you know, part of your other strategies move along with just, you know, you do not have to have a million dollars or 10,000. That's all I'm kind of saying there. But Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, I think there's a little something for everyone, especially with uh, digital or social or, um, you know, something like well, I'd like to talk about OTT where, yeah. you know, you can uh, quote unquote get on TV, whether that's a YouTube pre-roll or OTT in uh, something like Netflix or uh, Amazon Prime or whatever uh, for much more affordable than, uh, you know, kind of an old school uh, advertising run, lack of a better term. I mean, it's uh, um, it's really easy to do that. Yeah, there's a ton more options than there used to be than just traditional, which is traditionally expensive, you know, so anything on the digital or like you say, the OTT, even some um, terrestrial radio and satellite radio, satellite radio is generally a little bit expensive, but there are some deals out there for terrestrial radio that I see. So, you know, some things that you think are traditionally expensive may not be anymore. Um, So just kind of keep that in mind, too. And You know, I also like to just, you know, see what's out there for your audience. I mean, look at all the options first and then decide, like, I guess don't count one out until you really know what it costs, you know, in 2022, 2023, because things are different than they were, you know, even two or three years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so like some of those, I'm not going to call them old school per se, but so like radio or billboards. How would you track that? Give give us some examples of tracking those type of um, tactics to make sure that you know what you're getting. A good um, offer code or like a code word is fun. Um, a website URL that is specific to your campaign. So a vanity URL is still cool. Um, if it's something visual, you might even be doing a QR code on it, you know. Um, I mean, there's a ton of ways that you can track a phone number. If you're asking for phone calls, obviously clicks on a specific um, website URL, you can track that easily. So, you know, like we only use this URL for this ad type. Um, I mean, there's a lot. There are so many different ways. If people are getting phone call or if you're asking for phone calls, then say, you know, mention this for blah, blah, blah. So, I mean, there are a ton of different ways, no matter the advertising avenue to make that trackable, either on the front side or the back side or both. Yeah, that's great. That's really great. And I always love the website Vandy URL. I mean, back in the day, you had 1-800 numbers that were different or Vandy telephone numbers, which are still fine. But I'll tell you, I think that for some reason, today's brain, I don't know how to say that, is more apt to remember a .com or a .org or .net than it is uh, a full phone, seven, number. A full yeah. number. Yeah. yeah. Maybe I do like when there's the code, like text this code mm. or text this number, which are mm-hmm. usually short and easy. So those might work too, depending on what it is. Um, but yeah, texting I like, but no one wants to pick up the phone and call. So yeah. if you could do a text or something like that, 
Um, I think that that would be good. And it keeps that number shorter, like you said. So. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's honestly because we don't memorize telephone numbers anymore. Yeah. No, I mean, that's just seriously. Phone. I mean, that's, yeah. um, do you, do you know Jenny's telephone number by any chance? No. It's 8675309. Oh, yeah. You still remember yeah. Jenny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, <laughs> oh, my gosh. Anything else we want to add to advertising today? Um, I don't think so. I think those are the basic buckets that, um, that we hit. But if anyone has any specific questions, I mean, we'd be happy to help or offer an opinion on something specific. So just let us know, email us, or talk to us on social media. So, Lauren, I knew you presented at the OMA last week. How did that go? Did you have a good time? Yes, the OMA conference was great. I talked about um, five marketing strategies that museums and cultural institutions could implement basically now and some tips for that. So I'll be sharing part of that on social media as well. So if you're interested for that content, check it out at The Guilt Factor. It sounds great. Excellent. All right. Well, for The G Factor podcast, I'm Tony Van. And I'm Lauren Doherty. Thank you for listening to G Factor. For more episodes, additional information, and a way to connect with Lauren and Tony, visit theguildfactor.com.